Father, thank you for, for this morning that you've given us and for this wonderful opportunity to share your word with this congregation, Lord. People that we love and that we want to direct and point to you, Lord Jesus. I once more pray again, Lord, that if there's anything that I say today that might seem confusing or that's not of you, Lord, make a null and void. Let it fall in deaf ears. But if there's one thing that you want all of us to hear, let that be the main focus. For your glory's sake. Amen. So let's go through my presentation so that I can, I can stick to my notes because I tend to go off them. And today is going to be those days that I'm going to just stick to the notes. So I'm going to start off with Hebrews 11 verse 6. Um, if there's one thing sure that the Lord's place in my heart was this verse. He's confirmed it upon confirmation, upon confirmation, upon confirmation, that this is what he wants to share with us. Um, so Hebrews 11 verse 6 says, And without faith it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists, and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Sounds fair enough, doesn't it? Now, that was in the NIV. Just to recap on some of the other translations. So the NIV, like I just said, he rewards those who earnestly seek him. And then in uh, the New King's James Version says, he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And then the NLT, or the New Living Translation says, he rewards those who sincerely seek him. Once again, sounds pretty straightforward. Sounds easy enough, doesn't it? Right? <laughs> it sounds straight to the point. That can't be too hard. But first, let's take a selfie. That was a joke. Um, I wonder if someone can close the curtain, maybe... If, I don't know how well you can, guys can see this. That is, a, that is a joke, but it's not a joke. We're going to get to why I say that. I need a volunteer. And seeing that I was going to ask you, but no. Mr. A.V. Guy, seeing that I've taken your job from you, can you come and help me, A.P.? So what I want to do is, thank you very much. We, I'm going to use a skit as my introduction and then I'm going to build on that. And then hopefully we can get to the point. And then there's some five points that I'll touch on, some of those illustrations that we used while we did the skits. Um, AP is all trained up. He knows exactly what he's going to be doing. So um, embrace yourself. No, I'm just joking. It's, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And I just wanted you to know that there's going to be a reward for you at the end. Okay. All right. He says, Yippee. All right, so, and then once we've done that, I'll go through some of those points, and um, just on each point, we'll go through, and I'll just use that as a reminder for us. So I said to you, we went back, and we said, we read that scripture, and we said, it sounds easy enough. Okay, so I just want you guys to remember that. So, AP, I want to 
give you something, you can maybe just maybe stand here. That's a bag of tricks there, so I don't want you to see what's going on there. So just stand there. And um, let's just have a look here. Yeah, that's, that's the one. That's the one. All right, so AP, I want to give you something, man. Said you're gonna, there's going to be a reward. But I want to give you, I mean, who knows how valuable this is these days? Come on. Hey, can I see some hands? Yes. Very valu valuable. These lights. Man, AP, I'm telling you, your life is not going to be the same without this. Okay, it's going to change your life. I'm a salesperson for those that don't know. I've heard, I've been doing it for the nine years, so I'm not, I know what I'm talking about here. You will thank me for this, AP. You'll be so happy. And this thing, even with the purple light, I mean, it's got a handle, so you can put it up at night against the wall and things like that. Okay, so shed some light and um, you don't have to be despondent anymore when our lights go off at eight o'clock and you wanted to do some reading and stuff like that. Sounds good? Sounds good. But wait, there's more. You wanna hold on to that. Hold on to that. But wait, there's more. It gets better. Not only do you, you get that, but you also get a free stand. You can put it on there. Nah, this is getting good. This is getting good. I don't know what this is for, but you can use it. Right, uh, do you want to give it a go there and see, shed some lights? Shed some lights? Hmm. Maybe the batteries are flat. Sean, what do you think we should do? Do you, do you want to ask Sean? I, I don't know what to tell you to ask, but I, I said, ask Sean. Sean, what do you think? Oh, maybe. What about this cable? Do you think this cable? Plug it in against the wall. Hey, do you think so? What are you guys saying? Okay, so Sean, our fierce elder, says he needs to plug it in. You guys seem to agree with that. Give it to me. I'll sort it out. I'll, I'll give it. it. I'll give it a go. I'll, and uh, I'm the one giving it to you, so I should know what's going on here. Let's have a look. Oh, wait, hang on. No, just actually, can you can you hold this for me? Got a toolbox, man. Can't sell things in it and not um, use it. Let's just see what's. Can you see my toolbox? Very professional. Let's see what I can get out here. Oh yeah, no, no, there's lots of stuff here. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> All right, um, so I'm going to, I've got a tool. I'm going to try and open it up first. Maybe there's something else wrong here. So AP, can you just maybe hold this? I think I need a bigger tool. I think this is going to do it.
<laughs> I think it looks all right. I think this is going to do. AP, it's all yours. Do you still want it? What do you mean you don't want it anymore? I fixed it. Trust me. Huh? Okay, you don't want it? It's fine. You know what? It's okay. I'll forgive you. I won't take it personal. I'll replace it for you. In actual fact. Let me replace it for you, seeing that you are like that. Hey, it can't take you anyway. So I'm going to take move this around here. Oh, there you go. All right, so I've got this one, but um, it seems to be, I've only got this. I don't have the stand for it, but you know what? Seeing that that one's broken, we can maybe use the stand there. All right, you okay, you okay with that? And this charger seems to fit there, so we can use that as well. Okay, so we, we can actually use that broken one some of those parts for this. Hey, do you want to try the light there? Does it work? There you go. So that, that seems to be better. That seems to be better. Why don't you do me a favor? Can you just put it in charge there? So we're going to charge it in, get it some, seems like it needs a bit of a charge. In actual fact, seeing that it's yours, um, AP, do you want, you can actually take it and then just put it there by, by you. I want it, I want it there by you. Seeing that it's yours, no? All right. Moving on, moving on. You guys are still following? This is going to get interesting now that the ice is broken. <laughs> That's a good one. I didn't even think about that. All right, so... I use an illustration, and um, I want to point out some of those, there's five points that I want to share with you guys. It's going to be not one of those extra long extended um, days, but I really want to drive a point home for us. Now that I've got your attention. So, yeah, because of the hammer. First point that I want to bring out, before, actually before I do that. So I said to you, but first, but it sounds easy enough. When I said, when I read out that scripture, it sounds, it sounds easy enough. Um, to please God, we need to have faith and seek him. Sounds fair. But here's the thing. Like that light, we live in a broken world. It's a messed up world that we've got. Some broken people, we've got challenges of every single day. There's depression, there's anxieties, there's things just pulling us away from the Lord. And then there's those selfie moments where we think we found our identity in ourselves and our cameras. Let's take a selfie, forget about our problems, and we miss it. Okay, so hang on. First point that I want to bring out is broken. One word, broken. I like this picture. 
because it gives you an illustration of a light bulb that's broken in the world that we're living in. And um, there's three points that I want to use under, those, and under that main point. First point there is broken people recognize their need of God. And Luke 18, verse 13, But the tax collector stood at the distance. He would not even look up to heaven, but he beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me. There was a Pharisee that stood and prayed and earlier on in that scripture, and he was pretty self-confident. He didn't need God. God is looking for people that's broken. Number two, broken people help other broken people. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles, so that we can comfort those and in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. That is in 2 Corinthians 1 verse 3 to 4. Unless we've gone through it, we won't be able to be able to relate to other people. The third point there is broken people become trophies of God's grace. How about Saul? Meanwhile, let's just have a look when, before um, Saul changed to Paul. Meanwhile, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues in Damascus so that if he found any there who belonged to the way, whether men or women, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. And that's in Acts 9 verse 1 to 2. And who knows what happens next? On his way to persecute the Christians, he has a meeting with the Lord. This is the same person after his conversion writing. He says, I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who has given me strength that he considered me trustworthy, appointed me to his service, even though I was once a blasphemer, a persecutor, and a violent man. I was shown mercy because I acted in ignorance and unbelief. The grace of our Lord was poured out on me abundantly, along with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. Here's a, here's a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of who I'm the worst. For, for that very reason, I was shown mercy so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might be displayed his immense patience as an example for those who would believe in him and receive eternal life. The Lord wants to use you for his glory's sake. My second point is guidance. It's guidance. For lack of guidance, a nation falls, but victory is won through many advisors. That's in Proverbs 11, verse 14. We're not on earth on our own to figure things out by ourselves. AP, when you stood here, you asked Sean, what should I do? Sean said, plug it in, pointing him back 
to the main source, to the actual problem. Can I tell you that we've got that? We've got that tool. As believers, we can go to our leaders and they'll point us back to Jesus. They're not going to give us their own opinions and so on. They're going to point us back to Jesus because that is who God has appointed in our lives. He's given us fellow believers that can also steer us and guide us and help us and say, hey, Trev, what do you, what do you think? And then, but sometimes, quite often, we listen to this, vo- this loud voice that comes and he says, don't worry, I've got it. I'll sort it out. And it just gets worse. <laughs> hey, like that picture of the, the broken life there. Guys are good? Are you guys good with that? Yeah. My third point. Replaced. Sean touched on it. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The all has passed away. Behold, the new has come. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17. And that's an ESV. And my second verse is, If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth, for you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ and God. When Christ who is your life appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. And to come back to the point of Hebrews 11, where we have to have faith to please God. We must have faith. And sometimes we forget the power of the resurrected king. Like Sean said, it's that same thing. It's the same thing, that tick box. We're, like, we're just going through the motions. There's so much power. Jesus died on a cross for our lives. He's changed us. He's replaced our old self. The old self is gone. We knew in Christ. My fourth point, we are going at a speed of light. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. That's in Psalm 37 verse 4 in the ESV. And it's the heading there is plugged in. Yes, and if we read this, we think the Lord will give our desires. Let me tell you, if we are plugged into the Lord, if we are seeking him, if we want to hear his heart, say, Lord, I promise you, we'll be like, whatever, it wants, whatever you want, Lord, I want. But we'll only know that if we're intentionally seeking him, if we're diligently seeking him, if we're asking him. A couple of months ago, I told you guys the story two weeks ago of my testimony. I was taking, standing here and shaking and didn't know what to say. I almost lost it. I almost lost it because I wasn't spending time with the Lord. Things like um, a while back, it just keeps on ringing my ears when Chantal stood here and she said, you know what, if you're spending time with the Lord, if you're seeking Him, if you're intentionally seeking Him every day, finances, it won't even come twice because you want to, because it comes out, because you want to bless Him. I'm not saying that to condemn you. I'm saying that 
This is where your heart's conditions. Where is your heart? There's one thing of doing a checklist. You can do the checklist. It's easy. I mean, boy, I can tell. I can write a book about it. Man, there's been weeks, Saturdays, where I thought, this morning, I've got so much time. And then I go and do this holy religious thing, and I go and shower. First, I shower, get my whole self clean, put myself. This is before we had children, by the way. And then we sit down. And we said, now, Lord, speak to me. Expecting, you know, and, I, and then you, you, it just, you, it's almost like a religious act. There's nothing real there. It's nothing authentic. God wants real. You want the, and he doesn't want a checkbook. The one year I read my Bible in one year, and it was literally just a check, checklist. Okay, the, these scriptures I've covered, done, next day. But it was nothing personal. It was nothing personal. I wasn't plucking into the source. My last point. It's reward. Whatever you do, work heartedly as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You're serving the Lord Christ. The Lord Christ. I think I've got it. Have I got it right? Yes. Colossians 3 verse 24. And here's a tip. Or here's some, um, some sobering thoughts. thoughts. Because, of our, because of this world we live in, because of the, the way that the Lord sort of directs us and almost, in a sense, indoctrinates us, we, we kind of think that a reward is here, it's now. Do yourself a favor, go and re- read Hebrews 11. Stories of Noah and Enoch. Their rewards is only in heaven. They didn't get the rewards here, but their eyes were fixed on the Creator. They were so tuned in with the Lord that they knew that there was a reward for them at the end. And on that note, AP, can, can you give me that one back, please? I need it for my load shedding. One day when we're in heaven, Jesus will come and he represents us before the Father as a holy, a, a pleasing bride, pure and blameless, spotless. Can you just take it out there? New. I'm just using this as an illustration. Please don't. I want you to get it. Right? And you, just, you can put the lights on there. Show everyone. There you go. All right. There you go. You can go. That's yours. Okay. All right. I think at one stage, Epi was thinking, okay, well, was that it? <laughs> was that it? There you go, Epi. Thanks for your help. You did well. And just a summary in those five points, so I wanted to say God uses broken people. God gives us guidance. God replaced the old with the new. God wants to, and then number four, God wants to be plugged in, us to be plugged into him. And then five, there is a reward. These are all reminders for us. And my conclusion. 
I want to read that scripture out again. Hebrews 11 verse 6. And without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. So to you, we started off with saying that we live in a broken world. There's so much going on. And um, all of a sudden, it's become a lot harder to hear the voice of the Lord. But he's given us people, guidance, and he wants to use our brokenness and our brokenness for his glory's sake. And I'll ask you this morning, are you finding him in your quiet time? I asked that question this week, and I'll come. And guys, we're so real and honest. That's a good place to be. They say, Kev, it's been a hard week. It's been hard. Work's been hard. Shoulders have been pulling my hair. When I wake up, they're there. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. Someone else passed away in the family. I don't know what to do. Our finances, I don't know what to do. Can you find joy in those places? Can you find him? Yes, you can. But it takes that first step to get there. It's Lord, I'm broken. I'm broken, but here I am, Lord. Use me for your glory's sake. Use me to advance your kingdom for your glory's sake. Help me to point people to you, Lord. Nowhere in the scripture does it say you have to be the most gifted speaker. You have to be the most talented worshiper. You have to be so well equipped before you can actually be used. He wants to use you, Debbie. Dylan, he wants to use you. DJ, he wants everything of you for his sake. Amen. So do you think God is pleased with that? I think so. Can you go back one slide? Oh, I'll do it. I'm the AV guy, yeah? So um, I don't want to re-preach his preach. I really don't. But I, I just, as I looked at this, I thought it was such a, a helpful takeaway for us all. And, you know, and as I look at Kev as someone who shared this with you guys this morning, you know, I, I, I think Kev knows he's a broken guy. You know, he knows there's stuff that's not 100% reflecting Jesus in his life, as with all of us. Yet he... He chose to stick his hand up and say, I'll actually go for this. I'm going to face my fear of getting it wrong and I'll overcome my ADHD and all the rest of it. And I think that should be inspiration to every single one of us to realize that as broken as we might be, God still actively wants to use us. He's chosen the simple things, the stupid things, the silly things in life to confound the wise. That includes me. The second side of it is that he gives us guidance. Throughout this two-week process that Kevin and I have been working on this thing, 
There's been lots of exchanges. There's been lots of little, little moments. And I want to just share a, a little intimate moment that Kevin and I had to show you how God gives us guidance. Kev kind of was, he'd hit a wall in his preparations and he was sort of feeling like, geez, I don't know where I need to go from here. So I sent him a voice note. And in the voice note, I used an example. And I said, you know, Kev, maybe you want to preach on something like faith, for example which is what he's actually preached on. And then I said, you know, what you can do is you could use an example like, without faith, it's impossible to please God. And he already had all of that done. He had already felt the Lord speak to him. But just in that interaction, he was able to see the guidance of the Lord in terms of his preparation. God replaced the old with the new. That illustration was actually brilliant. There's an old saying that says, if the only tool you have is, an hammer, is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. <laughs> or a Ford. And you know, I think many of us have been, actually where we needed the surgeon's scalpel, we've been hit with the hammer of life. And we're dented and we're bruised and we're broken and we're cracked. And where the world would look at it and say, no, that's too much work. Uh, uh, no, no, I'm not doing that. Jesus looks at that and he says, that's exactly the one I want. I'll take that one. And when I do, I will replace it and it'll look better than new. And that's you and I, and that's our encouragement. God wants us to be plugged into him. Let me tell you something, guys. That illustration of the plug and the light is so powerful. If we ask ourselves this week, did we actually plug in? I don't need response, but did we plug in? Did I go and take my, did I, and you know, it takes work to plug in. I was watching rugby late last night, and for some reason, DSTV has now deprecated support for my TV, so I had to go and fetch my laptop and the charger, place it by the TV, take the HDMI, plug it into my laptop. Then I had to go and plug in my power so that the laptop doesn't go off in the middle of the rugby. There's actions that we need to take. There's practical things that we need to do. In order to successfully plug in, there needs to be power. And he provides the power. But if we're not connected, we're going to be tired, exhausted, anxious, stressed, worn out. We'll have no power because we are not connected to the power. And then this one over here just speaks to me of the grace of God. The reward that waits for us. It does my head in that he would do all these things. He would use the broken. He'd give us guidance. He'd replace us. He'd allow us to plug into his unlimited power. And then he'd still give us a reward for it. It's, it's ludicrous, man. And I want to ask you how, have you, how have you used your faith this week? Do you know that God has made you a shining light a shining light. In, no, it's fine. In your workplace. Are you using the gift of your workplace? I'm leaving the workplace now. My, my time in the, in the marketplace is ending. And I'm sad because I had an opportunity to show people Jesus every single day. And I'm not just talking about preaching the gospel. I'm talking about living a godly life. Making decisions that reflect Jesus. When others are criticizing and gossiping and slandering and you're going, actually, no, I'm the place where slander goes to die. 
When that thing hits me, actually, no, you know what, guys, no. We've just been, had a new CEO that's been appointed that's not very popular. And the team was like, whoa, it's going to be bad. And, and I said to him, whoa, hold on. Stop. Stop. If that's how you're going to go into the situation, all you're going to get is negative stuff from it. Let's really look at this. And he did a meeting, funny enough, on Friday. And he told us about his life. And it was, he's actually so different from what we think he is. You have the opportunity to shine the light of Jesus in the workplace. And every time you do it, you will get a reward in heaven one day. You have an opportunity to shine the light of Jesus in the light in this congregation. Husbands, you have the, the opportunity to be the light to your wife and your children. Wives, you have the opportunity to be a light to your husband and your children. We all think maybe standing on the, on the stage at 412 and preaching to 3,000 people is what God takes pleasure in. I don't believe that is the only way. It's one of the ways. It's not the way. For most of the people in this room, shock and horror, you are not going to stand on a stage and preach to thousands of people. Is that okay? Yes, it is okay. Maybe your job is just going to be to serve tea in the back. And you know what? You will receive a greater reward. Because for me that stands up front, there's a measure of reward that comes from being here. But the lady that, or the gentleman or the young girl or the young boy that sits at the back and faithfully just serves that tea with a smile and loves the people that come in will receive a great award because that is done purely unto the Lord. Take away from today. Our faith needs to look like something. Our faith needs to look like something. And when we're plugged into Jesus, that's, I love that scripture that you had there. Sorry, I'm going back here. Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord, not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive an inheritance as your reward. We need to make sure that the work that we're doing in our parenting, in our marriages, in our lives, we're working as unto the Lord. The way that you've parented this week, have you parented as unto the Lord? I'll be honest with you, last night there was a moment Connor did something after Chantal had gone to bed and I got angry and I disciplined him in anger. And instead of correction, he got fear. And I could see it in his face. And I went to him afterwards. I took his hand and I looked him in his eyes. I'm not trying to sound holy. It was just a moment where I knew I'd grieved God. I knew I hadn't done right as a dad. And there was a moment where I could have, I could have sown fear into his life. And I went to him and said to my boy, I'm sorry that I smacked you like that. That actually wasn't right. You didn't do right. I'm not excusing the behavior that you did. But your wrongdoing shouldn't lead to my wrongdoing. And I'm sorry, my boy. Please forgive me. And we embraced. And actually, there was a moment that we had that we could move forward. I know that was, that was a faith step. Husbands, fathers, don't be afraid to be humbled in front of your children. Don't be afraid to be humble in front of your wife. If you've done something wrong, go and ask for forgiveness. Humble yourself. When you're at work and you've done stuff wrong, humble yourself. Go to the Lord. Do you know it takes faith to do that? Because you're putting your faith in the fact that the Lord is good, not that the situation's going to be in your favor. Guys, this is such a beautiful illustration. 
of with faith, it's possible to please God. Can we do that? Can we be a people of faith? It's not always the faith that moves mountains. It's not always the faith that heals the sick. It's not always the faith that raises the dead. Yes, we love those things, and we want to see those things. I want to see those things. But there's that faith that exists. But when we look at Jesus and we see who he is, we can be like him, and our faith looks like him. Is that good? Final prayer for us this morning. Father, as we go into the rest of this week, I pray that we would exhibit and show the world a faith that is so pleasing to you. That we would move out of this place this, this, today and use our faith in a very real way wherever you've, you've chosen to give us influence. If you are a grandmother, you have influence over your grandchildren. If you are a mother, you have influence over your husband and over your children. If you are a father... You have influence in your home, in your workplace. You have a generation that are coming through that want to know what Jesus looks like. If you are in the workplace, that means that God has entrusted fellow employees and management to you so that you can shine your light, so that you can use your faith. Father, would we be those that live a life that pleases you greatly? That on a Sunday we would have lines going out the door of people that want to give their testimonies of how they've used their faith. I thank you this morning, Lord, for Kevin who used his faith to come and impart into us this morning. And I pray that you would bless us and you would keep us in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.